This episode of the Adventure Jogger podcast brought to you by Matt Cantrell, Katie Dietrich, Steve Martin, Jason Chatham, John Merck, all of our Patreon supporters, and of course you, yes, you the listener. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. It is hard to believe what's going to come out of my mouth next. This is the final episode of the Adventure Jogger for the year 2022. 22. It is. Where did the year go? Poof. Gone. Gone. I can't believe that the very next episode you will hear will be the first episode of 2023. The New Year's edition. I know. Did you have a good 2022? I, I did, yeah. Yeah? On the recovery road myself from injuries. So. Exactly. Yeah. Because you've been, you've been working too hard too long and you yeah. had to take a break. Yeah. Work on that car of yours. And on our final episode for 2022, we team up with Henry Howard of runspirited.com every year for the last five years. He's put a list together of the 20 most inspirational runners of the year. Definitely. So we're going to run through Henry's list. Maybe you're going to find out about some new runners that you hadn't heard of before. Add some new people to your Instagram follows or whatever, but prepare to get inspired. The most inspiring runners of 2022 on this episode of The Adventure Jogger. You've been doing this list for what, five years now, Henry? Yeah, this is the fifth. This has got to be hard for you to sit down, look at all of the runners in the world of ultra running and try to narrow it down to 20 runners that you think are the most inspiring of the year. That is not an easy task. And you know what? There's always, after I publish it, there's always one or two that I go, oh, I really should have included them. And, and I, I know I definitely have two this year. You need to you need to create like a like a sub list. No, alibi list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he needs to call it the oh shit list. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, shit, I forgot about so and so. And you could release that the first week in January. Oh, shit, I forgot about these runners from my list from the last OSO, year. Oh, shit. Right. List. Exactly. I think you may have to do that. <laughs> do you want to do you want to do do you want to add those to the like at the very end of the list? We'll add the two to the oh shit list. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, okay, very good. Um, overall, Henry, how did you feel about 2022 ultra running as a whole? What were your thoughts on the year as a whole? You know, it, it seemed uh, like it was good to have races back more, more like it was mm -hmm. in the before times. Uh, 2021 was kind of a nice uh tease to it but it, it felt like in 2022 we were back and while there was still uh people who were getting sick or getting over getting sick uh, it really felt like the community was back and i felt that at my races too that it felt like um it, it felt like a nice celebration of sorts that we were back as a community it really was a return yeah. to normalcy, wouldn't you we're, agree, Jeff? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we're back to full swing. And in addition to that, you, you have all these spectacular FKTs taking place on top of the full running schedule. Right. So it's been a pretty great year. I'm just happy that you remember Henry when the pandemic first hit, and they were allowing some races to take place, and everybody was doing 
what they could because you know we didn't like you look back at 2019 we didn't know and i love how everybody plays hindsight like no we didn't know we were all just trying to our best to figure out what the world was going to look like dealing with the pandemic and so running came in and all of a sudden we could do some races and we had some wave starts and then uh, i loved how they had to modify aid stations like you saw creativity in aid stations Mm -hmm. to have them run during a pandemic Um, Mm -hmm. i remember seeing one i don't know if you saw this photo guys but somebody had set up a water like a water jug with gatorade and they hooked up like a kick drum thing to it so you had to you stepped on the kick drum thing and it would lower so you could fill it without touching anything and then everybody got like little individual bags of stuff so, so it kind of like works like the toilet in my camper. It's got the foot pedal exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. like okay. the toilet in your right. camper. It was so <laughs> nice to not see any of that stuff. Right. I appreciate the creativity, but I am so glad that individual bags yeah. and, and kick drum things for water bottle dispensers are gone. A distant memory. You're right, Henry. 2022 was a return to normalcy in a very great way in the world of trail and ultra running. We could hug again. wasn't that great we could finally we could finally hug again after all these years so all that being said everybody's grubby paw could go in the (laughs) m&ms that's that's true (laughs) that's true and once again we were able to bring back the community lube yeah yeah (laughs) you know that was gone during the pandemic the the, the big catastrophe jar of vaseline yeah yes the 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 person that was suffered the most was community lube because it was gone for two years (laughs) i can tell you 2022 is the year community lube came back and now we're all dipping our fingers into the same job a jar of vaseline so all that being said henry you you looked at runners of all shapes and sizes of all skills and abilities this is not a just elite runner list this is your 20 most inspiring runners of 2022 you start henry where you want and then we'll go from there you ready i am ready let's do it who do you got first on your list, Henry? Well, uh, first, thanks for uh, having me back on again. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm so glad to be on um, the uh, best tertiary podcast for trail and ultra running. I think number one in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> the, the, that's for all. sure. <laughs> I think so. I think we're only we're the only one that's based out of the state of Tennessee. But I will take that absolutely. Well, Henry, it's always great to have you on. And, we'll make this a tradition for sure. And, and this is this is not a numerical ranking, is it? That that's correct. Okay. When I set out to do this five years ago, I I did it because, you know, I was looking for something to write for my website, Mm -hmm. runspirited.com. I didn't want to do, you know, the 20 best moments or anything like that. I I didn't really want it to be, you know, based on race times or anything like that. Just I got into ultra running because I was inspired by others and I wanted to kind of highlight some people who inspired me. And I never put any of these in order. Um, I'll just go through them in alphabetical order because I... It, you know, it's hard It's hard enough to put the list together and it's hard enough to say, well, this person inspired me a little bit more than the other runner, right? So um, so they're always in alphabetical order. Um, this year, the uh, the first one on the list is Katie Asmuth, who's a former uh, finisher in the top 10 at Western States. And this year, I, you know, her inspiration 
or the way she was an inspiration to me was more um, by how she dealt with a really serious injury setback. And just like she races, she did it with a smile on her face. And, um, you know, she's kind of getting back into uh, running again slowly. And I, I just see her social media posts and, you know, that's, it's pretty inspiring to see her uh, and an elite athlete, um, you know, kind of share her story and, and do it in such a positive way. You don't see that very often. We don't really get to peek very often behind the curtain and see how people, especially that have that have kind of you know done a uh, running at a high level, all of a sudden they're out of the game, and to see right. that process of take this thing away from you, right? You finished top ten at Western States, which is a huge accomplishment. You've got the world, you know, it's your oyster, right? You've got the world ready to go, and then to have that taken from you. Most people just kind of, they, they disappear from social media for a while. So to see that journey, we very rarely ever get to see someone's process of coming back after doing so well and then having that, that taken from you. So that was a good pick for your list. Absolutely. We started off on a, on a good one. What do, you, what do you think? I think so. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, next up is Riley Brady. Mm-hmm. And Riley is a non-binary athlete who um, jumped out to me when they took second place at Javelina, grabbed a golden ticket. There was a little uh, confusion at the finish line, uh, no, no fault of Riley's whatsoever. Um, I interviewed Riley a couple days after the mm. race, and just the way they handled it, uh, at the finish line when there was all the confusion and then again during our phone conversation just very open very uh very pleasant to to chat with and kind of get an understanding uh, about what it is like to be a non-binary athlete and and human um i was just very very taken with riley and um that was a, a pretty easy ad ad for my list you know, the way that they have handled this whole situation, the situation of Havelina, a master's class in how to deal with this sort of thing and how to present your situation to the world. So another fine addition to the list. Moving on. Moving on to number, there's no order, there's no numbers. So we're just going to go the next person in alphabetical order. Next person is Jeff Browning, our first master's athlete and just looking back at his year, uh, winning his first 200 mile race, uh, another couple of firsts, second at Sean O'Brien, and then he even took to the track at the Desert Solstice and and performed very well there. Um, that's a pretty incredible year, and you know certainly someone who's um, in their 50s. Uh, I mean, that's super inspiring to me to be able to have. Uh, you know, that sounds like a career, but that's you know he did that this year 2022 wow that is impressive yeah it really is and to see people in their 50s it's inspiring someone in my 40s going like are my best days behind me and you see jeff browning and you're like okay well obviously no, you not. can still achieve some pretty high level crap in your 50s very impressive with bronco billy yeah i don't know you know and he's one of those guys too with the way he trains and the way he eats i don't think that that was the swan song for for jeff browning I think we're going to continue no, to see no, him. He's got a lot of good yeah, good runs left. Beat no at doubt. a very high level. We're going to see that man in the shop teacher glasses 
on a podium for a very long time. Right. <laughs> Another good one. All right, who's next? Um, up next is Candace Burt, and currently she is running a 50K every day. I think she's up to about 50 or so consecutive days. Mm-hmm. So the way she's going, she may be uh, the first one on my list next year, too. Uh, it, I mean, that's just amazing to be doing that many consecutive 50Ks. And, it you know, based on what she's posting on social media, it doesn't look like they're easy 50Ks, not just around a flat neighborhood and, uh, and you know, back to your front door. I mean, she's up in the mountains and exploring and it's she's got multiple layers on. So it's not, um, you know, the weather is also a factor. So um, that's pretty amazing that, you know, she's still doing that many in a row. You and I appreciate about the record, Jeff. What? Is the fact that she's continuing to do a 50K and there's no T-shirt, there's no pint glass, there's no metal there's at the end. There. Right. Can you imagine, like, I would lose my motivation after a week. It's all about the discipline. Yes. Do you think you could do that? I, You know, I don't know if I, I suppose if I set myself a goal, generally I tend to push myself to meet that goal, whatever it is. I, I just don't have the aspiration to do a 50K a day. Right. I, you know, that's what it comes down to is, is that something you it's something you have to want to do. So and sh- that's what she wants to do. And she's doing it. And it's impressive that every day because I, I keep I, I open up Instagram in the morning. Right. Usually when I wake up, I make some coffee, you know, take and you're care sipping of some, it while she's running, taking along, care yeah. of some business, <laughs> you know, and then I'm, 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 I'm scrolling through Instagram and there she is with another right. photo knocking out another 50K and all of that and race directing too. The one thing I've appreciated about Candace Burt is she's not the first race director to, to RD a 200 mile race, but she does seem to be kind of the poster child for it. And she's really pushing a lot of yeah. people outside of their comfort zones. And she's really challenging people to, to, to question like, how far can I go? Is 100, 100 used to be the benchmark. It's not anymore. She's redefining what's possible, both as a race director and as a runner herself. Yeah. Impressive all the way around. Candace Burt, wonderful addition to the list. All right, who's next? Next, this one, I did kind of a call out uh, before I published this and just asked followers for their suggestions. And I got some really good ones. And this one, honestly, I had not thought of, um, but it was such a good suggestion. I included it, and that is uh, Katra Corbett and... Uh, her late dog, Truman, uh, who anyone who follows her on social media saw many, many photos of her and Truman exploring uh, the mountains and, and having adventures. And, um, you know, sadly, Truman uh, passed away this past year. Um, and obviously, Katra was and probably still is torn up about it, understandably so. And it's, um, you know, just uh kind of a tribute uh to those two i know that catra has other dogs that she does take out now but mm. uh truman just seemed to be one who uh just was uh you know out out in front with her quite often and i mean how how many other people who have uh dogs on instagram do we n- remember their names i mean truman is probably one of the the very right. few that's very true yeah 
Because people will post pictures with their dog, but no one ever remembers the dog's name. Right. I always enjoy the pictures of Truman and his doggles on. And, of course, Catra with all her different colors she wears all the time. Just like an explosion of, like Skittles exploded from a bag. Boom! I didn't know doggles existed. Yes. But doggles, when I found out doggles existed is because our, our good friend Kyle Curtin yeah, found right. found a dog when he was running. There was this Tommy. abandoned puppy on the side of the road. So so Kyle picked up this abandoned, dirty-looking, skinny, been-out-in-the-streets dog and carried him home on his run. And then was, you know, th- th- those two became inseparable. Tommy, the, the, the ultra dog. And so Kyle would take Tommy on his motorcycle with him. And he would put him in like those baby carriers, like the baby Bjorn baby carrier. And then he put doggles. So here's Kyle <laughs> rolling down the, the interstate on his motorcycle with a dog in a baby carrier with little with little goggles on. It was the most adorable yep, thing, thing I'd ever seen in my life. That's how I first learned about doggles. But apparently they're a thing. And Truman will be missed on Instagram for sure. No doubt. You know, we're going to need some adventure jogger doggles. That, yes. I'm going to. Yeah, man. Joggle. Joggle. Some joggles. We're getting some joggles, everybody. Right. Be on the lookout for some joggles. Yeah. I got to give Henry 10% of each joggle right. purchase for coming up with that idea for some joggles. That'll be the Christmas gift of 2023 for sure. There you go. All right. Who's next? Uh, next, I think you've heard of this runner, uh, Courtney DeWalter. The- no, uh, never heard of her. <laughs> she is um, obviously very talented, very uh, personal human also on the socials. Uh, she is one of two runners to make the list every every year so far. Uh, this year, she won Madeira Island 115K, uh, Hard Rock, and the Grand Raid Le Reunion. Um, three very challenging courses, but she knocked them off one, two, three. And, you know, there, there's so much to like about Courtney. She's really an, an easy pick for this. Absolutely wonderful ambassador for the oh, sport. Yeah. Yeah. Now, she ran the Superior 50 with her mom. Her mom decided to get into the ultra world. And so the two of right. them ran the Superior 50 together. And that was so much fun to see, too, yep. to watch the pictures from that race of Courtney running with her mom. That was really cool to see. And, and what a what a way to share the sport with the I, with I a can loved see one. it now, you know, running in the aid station. Mom goes, now, now wash your hands first before you put them in the bowl. There, because <laughs> a mom, a mom's always going to be a mom. Right. But yeah, Courtney is one of those people that every time she she talks, every time she's on a podcast, anytime there's, she's in in the media, you go. She is such a great ambassador for the sport. She's, she just has so much fun. Like. And I know there's probably points in races where she's miserable and hates it. But every time the camera is on her, she just looks like she is having an absolute blast. And and again, she is just a wonderful ambassador for the sport. So I think as long as she keeps running something, she'll be on your list every single year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Well deserved. All right. Next up. Next up is Jason Green. We uh, talked earlier about the pandemic and how that obviously affected runners and, and certainly race directors alike. And I think, you know, Jason's approach to the sport, the community is is just super inspirational. And, you know, this year with races, you know, coming back more in 
uh, more normal. Um, it was just time to, to add Jason to the list. I mean, his story is well known. Um, and I thought, you know, I also kind of cited him for just how he approaches his races. Mm-hmm. And he did it. You know, he was inclusive before it was cool or expected to be inclusive. And that goes back to when he was creating skateboard competitions when he was a, a teen. Um, and so I think that, you know, never, um, you know, never, you know, letting that go or, or or never, you know, compromising himself. Just it says a lot about who Jason is. And that is Mr. Yeti. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'll say this about Jason Green. He is real, 100%. What you see is not an act. Jason Green truly does care about making an inclusive, accepting space in the world of ultra running for everybody. He is one of the few race directors across the country that has that has on average all of his races more women signing up for his races than men now that's unheard of in a lot of is, uh, of race yeah. companies to have you know more women signing up for your races than men why is that because jason green is not a creepy perv he is a person who legitimately cares about making the sport you know an open accepting place for everyone and i see race directors Try to try to copy what Jason's doing, but the reason why it works for Jason is because that is Jason Green. That is who he is to his core. It is not an act. He really is that guy, no doubt. And definitely one of those one of those race directors that if you have not done a Jason Green race, do one. He actively too. What I like too is he doesn't kind of he doesn't passively look for diversity. He actively looks for it. Like he searches out athletes with disabilities that want to try and do longer distance races. You know I mean? The, the, the Tom, the Tom green thing. Oh my God. He's, he's like a, he's like a dog in that a dog can sense when somebody likes the dog, you know? What yes. I'm so he's that race director and he can sense and people know they get along. They have that relationship there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. I'm glad Jason made the list. He's a dog. I will. I will speak highly of Jason Green. Um, every chance that I can, I, I can possibly have because I absolutely love Jason Green and and I hope that he kind of sets the benchmark. I hope if you're if you're thinking of getting into race directing, look at Jason Definitely. Green as, as your blueprint. He's down to earth. He's honest. Yep, guy. Yeah. it'll make the sport a better place. Great one on Jason Green. Okay, who's next? Next is the other runner who's been on every list so far, and that is Camille Heron. Um, she had a, a great racing year this year, even though USATF took away uh, her world record after eight Concur. months. Um, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that gets reversed again. Um, she also set the course record, I believe, at Strolling Jim, the forty miler, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, she she just had an amazing year, and you know, similar to Courtney too, always a smile on her face, very active on the socials, and uh, just a, a wonderful ambassador for the sport. And she seems to me much like Courtney, as one of the few runners at a high level that you could have a beer with, and it wouldn't be a thing. You know, like if you saw Camille, she has them while she races, right? She does. <laughs> but if you were at Chili's, let's say you're at Chili's, right. you're enjoying some baby back ribs, right, or whatever you get, maybe some Southwest egg rolls, right. and you see Camille Heron at the booth next to you, you could sit down and have a beer with her, and it would be, it wouldn't be weird 
or well, she might think it's weird or awkward. Please, <laughs> if you see if you see Camille Heron at Chili's, please do not sit at her booth without asking permission right. first. But you could have a beer with. Do I all agree we could have a beer with Camille Heron? I think you probably could. Yeah. And she's For not sure. a she's not a young runner either. She is someone who's continually gotten better with age. So people that think like, yeah, this is a sport where you got to be in the twenties or thirties. No, she's proven you can do amazing things as you get older. She keeps just getting faster, which is crazy. Yeah, she's not stopping anytime soon. No. No, she is not. All right, next up. Next up is Mary Ann Hogan, who, uh, like some others on this list, had a a really strong year. She won uh, Bandera 100K um, earlier in 2022, got her ticket to Western, uh, where she finished third. And then she also uh, got on the podium at UTMB, which is... Uh, an amazing summer, right. amazing six, yeah. seven weeks, whatever that is. Um, and, you know, this was after she had this really long layoff after breaking her leg. So, ouch. Um, super inspirational to see, you know, anyone come back from such a, a, a setback. Because, you know, so many of us, especially as we knew, if we get in the sport, we're new. We maybe are are not obeying the ten percent rule, Jeff. Where you're supposed to only increase your mileage by ten yeah, percent, perhaps. And so, so we've all been sitting around dealing with injury, and it's so depressing. Yeah, you know. But to see another great injury story come back, it's very inspiring. Great addition to the list. All right, who's next? Moving on. Next is Jackie Hunt Browersma. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is an amputee who started running after she lost uh, one of her legs to. Uh, a rare form of cancer and um, she's done plenty of ultras and marathons and this year she uh, briefly had the world record for consecutive days running a marathon Marathon, with 104 she set the record and then um, someone else uh, I believe in Europe uh, got a few past her but uh, super inspirational Uh, I love the t-shirts that she wears like you know a shark ate it and that <laughs> right, kind <right>. of thing. <laughs> um, just, just a great personality, uh, awesome runner, and and another inspiration. I've had the pleasure of interviewing her twice. Yes. Yeah. And she is always a hoot. And I will say this about her record. I believe she, she has the world record for most consecutive marathons done by an amputee, correct? Because the person that, that, that set, that beat her record was not an amputee, correct? Correct. So she correct. has she has that record, um, and and when somebody called her out because I, there was some controversy around Jackie's record because oh yeah she she ran officially a half marathon, took a break, and then ran another half marathon because she was like there was a local half marathon she was doing. People were like that doesn't count. Well, I I think it did. So instead of you know letting the haters ruin the day, she went out and ran another one. So there was one of those days in that record-setting attempt where she actually ran two marathons in one day. So that alone with with two working legs is a challenge. The fact that she did it as an amputee is an amazing amazing, story. And and yeah, if you ever see Jackie Hunt Brorsma um, being interviewed in a podcast, listen to it because she's always a great interview and another great addition to the list. All right, who's next? I think you should uh, uh, do the voice and introduce this one. Next up on the list, Andy Jones Wilkins. It's AJW, everybody. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
AJW is on the list. Um, you know, he is uh, so giving up his time and so yes. caring for the community. You know, certainly about Western states, but uh, you know, the ultra community as a whole. Um, and now, where he is, you know, kind of in his career, it's a lot of um, the coaching he does and and jumping on any podcast. You know, uh, anytime I've asked him to for an interview for my blog, he's you know, it's when you know, how how soon can we do it? Uh, very giving of his time. Very you know, a wonderful ambassador for the sport. So. Um, that's again why AJW makes this year's list. AJW really is now we joke, and AJW is a bigger than life personality. And yes, I do a horrible impersonation of AJW. He thinks it's funny, so that's why it's okay. I can continue <laughs> to do it. But all that, I think sometimes people forget what a level of talent he was. I mean, he was I mean, elite second, runner, right? He was an elite level runner he was and not you know he was a lead level runner while holding down a day job so before the days of i'm going to just run and that's it there were guys like andy jones wilkins who had to be a principal at a school and also train for ultras and took second place at western states i mean he was 20 minutes away from a cougar if you listen to the christmas episode yeah uh, we, we talked a little bit about that and yes if Scott Jurek does get into financial trouble and needs to sell Cougars, <laughs> right, we're, we're buying buy one for Andy because he because he at least deserves it. But you're right. No better ambassador for the sport. No person more giving of his time to the sport, whether it's for interviews or coaching or whatever. And truly, he cares. He even mentioned something last week when we had him on about how he feels kind of afraid in the community, the, the 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 ties that bind the community and what he wants to do in bringing the community back together. Even He's, tighter, yeah. Right, and I, that is somebody who has his finger on the pulse of the community and truly, truly cares about the community. A little insight into Andy Jones Wilkins. He was excited because last week when we had him on the Christmas episode, it was the first time he was able to use his new microphone. Oh yeah, which he was all excited about that. Andy has <laughs> Andy now has a glow glow in the dark red microphone, right. which is apparently a gamer's microphone. Yeah. But all I could do when I saw him appear on Zoom, there's this this red pulsing but but light. I, I was a little disappointed because it wasn't multicolor. It wouldn't change. It was color, just red. So. it was just this pulsing red. I'm like Andy, what the hell is that thing? Like, oh, it's a gamer's <laughs> microphone. I thought I'd try a gamer's microphone. And it actually sounds pretty damn good. But there you go. So every time you hear Andy talk on a podcast, we, gotta get forward, some of those. we need to get a glowing red yeah, microphone. Yeah, definitely. Get it's a couple good. of those. His Rudolph microphone. <laughs> <Right>? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Andy Jones Wilkins. Perfect addition to the list. And on to the next one. Next up is Adam Mary. He had a lot of strong uh, race performances this year. Probably a little bit. Um under uh not really that well known mm -hmm. um but when i interviewed him earlier this year i think he had perhaps my favorite quote of of anybody this year and you know he said i think the goal is to be great humans first and then aspire to be a professional trail runner aspire to be a great coach and that just tells me about who adam really is you know he he performs well but that's not his priority in life and i i thought that was really cool i love that that is cool that's yeah. a very good quote very good all right next one on the list next up is another athlete uh who came back after a long break due to injury and that is zach miller yes zach, zach attack is back 
and uh, he took fifth at UTMB um, and certainly had it. And that was a really stacked field, as of course you remember. So that that's certainly a, an impressive performance. Um, he also earlier won a, a Trail 100 race in Andorra. And uh, it looks like Zach is back. He's back. And he is another one of those guys, genuinely a very nice guy. Like, it's not an act with Zach Miller. He just is a no. really down-to-earth, laid-back, cool dude. And speedy. Yes, and fast. <laughs> and I've always told, I've even told Zach this. Zach and I ran our first ultra marathon together. When I say together, we got, we're at the starting corral together. I, yeah. And then he went home. You started together. We started together. <laughs> it's not like we ran. That makes it sound like we ran side right. by side. Like I was like, hey, Zach, how you feeling? Oh, I won't leave you, Ryan. No, go ahead. You're going to win this thing. And that's not how it yeah. happened. Yeah. We were in the starting corral together. We didn't know each other at the time. We still don't know each other now. I've interviewed him a couple of times, but he don't remember that. Um, but I do. And so he finished um, like two and a half hours uh, ahead of me and was home. Not before by much. I, yeah, yeah, not by much. Like two and a half <laughs> mid hours um, and was home, you know, taking a nap by the time I finished. But yes, that's my that is my one six degrees from Zach Miller. We we ran our first ultra was the exact same race. So I will take that. I'll take that's my grave. That'll be on my gravestone. Here lies Ryan Pluckelman. Same first ultra as Zach Miller. <laughs> Crazy. All right, next on the list. Next up is Adam Peterman. And yeah, you know what? What a year he had! Mm -hmm. Enter a race, win a race, set a course record, rinse, repeat. Um, it's it's certainly something that uh, um, uh, you know it's it's hard to argue with that success. But by all accounts, he's also the nicest human on the planet as well, too. So uh, another easy pick for this list. I felt bad for Adam Peterman. Mainly because I forgot he won Western States and I had oh to be my. reminded. And it's not because it was because you're right. We Adam is not flashy. Adam is very just. I'm gonna run. I don't talk a whole lot. I don't. You know. I then I'm going home. Exactly. He's yeah. a very. He's a. He's a quiet professional. Is what he is. He's a nice guy. Gets his work done. There's no enigma around him. There's no buzz around him. There's no stories. Be it true or whatever around him he's just he's just adam peterman for crying out loud he's going to run fast and then he just disappears and so i felt horrible that i forgot that adam won western states so show like, up perform <laughs> go home yes yes yeah. which i think is needed more we need more adam petermans in the world in a world obsessed with sure social do. media and yelling and screaming and then look at me, look at me. I think the world would do better with more Adam Peterman. So, Adam, I'm sorry I forgot that you won Western States. I'm sorry I didn't pick you to win Western States again this year. Oh, see. I'm sorry, Adam. You seem like a nice guy, but yeah, a wonderful addition to the list. Next up, Henry. Next up is Brandy Ray, who I first heard about on one of your podcast episodes earlier this year. Um, it was one that really stuck with me about how uh, Brandy overcame her addiction, a years long addiction, and then somehow got sober and stayed clean. And once she got clean, she found ultra running and 
you know, that's that was just a, a super episode and I was really taken by her story. So that's that's why Brandy Ray is on this list. She is great, by the way. And I'm not saying that cause just because I interviewed her. Uh, go listen to the episode, everybody. Go listen to the Brandy Ray episode because someone who was battling a like a hardcore addiction, going in and out of jail, mm-hmm. going to doing some serious jail time, and almost staring at a massive prison sentence until a judge stepped in and fate just stepped in and to change her life and to live the way she's living now. I mean, to conquer addiction is one thing, but the way she did it and just the story of her life. Yeah, Brandy Ray. An incredible runner out of Texas and a very inspiring tracker down. Listen to the episode. Check it out. Make Brandy Ray someone that inspires you for this year. All right. Next up. Next up is uh, another runner who's probably under the radar for many people. Kevin Robison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the pleasure to meet and interview him when I was out in Zion earlier this year for a race. Um, he is a runner. He's the president of Ultra Aspire, which is based near Zion. Mm-hmm. His story is amazing. He was a, a runner growing up, ran competitively in college, uh, ran a little bit after college, and had a uh, a battle with a very rare form of cancer. Uh, kicked that, overcame that, and then. Uh, decided to do something he had never done before and did a hundred mile race. And it's kind of a, it's sort of a last person standing race, but mm-hmm. not the typical one where anyone who finishes the 24 hours or 102 miles in, in that race gets credit, you know, it gets a buckle or whatever and, and is a finisher. So um, certainly no easy task and uh, certainly not after overcoming cancer. And I will say this about Kevin's company, Ultraspire. I never thought in a million years I would ever say that my favorite piece of gear comes from Ultraspire. Because I really, I, I was kind of like, ah, their Osprey pack's okay. And I'm an ultimate right. directions guy. And that's what I wear. And oh, we got my UD vest and all that. But I will say my, my gear for the year. I know what it is. It's the Speed Go 2 belt. Yep. That thing is awesome. I never thought Ultraspire would make something I'd want to buy. But that Speed Goat 2 belt is fantastic. I love it. I know we're not doing a Gear of the Year episode, but if we were, that'd be my piece of Gear well, of the check Year. Check out the Multisport headlamp, 800 lumen. That's, that's well, nice why don't one. you tell us about the Multisport headlamp? It's a nice one. It's headlamp. like machined aluminum, O-ring sealed, rechargeable, comes with a head mount for your head. You can wear it around your waist belt, or it comes with a mount that goes on your bicycle. When they when they machined aluminum, did yeah yeah they aluminum making, aluminum they, did. they they made that for you they did because they knew with the O rings and the fact nice. that oh yeah that like you love that thing oh, don't yeah. you do you oh, have yeah. do you have the waist thing and the head thing and yeah, it you put all on comes, your bicycle it all comes in the kit does it does does the light like shine on your streamers that are on the the handlebars yeah yeah okay it does yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I put the the clothespin and the playing card on the spoke. <laughs> You know, and the banana seat, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeff's bike with his little banana seat. It's nice that it's a Don't make fun it. of my bike. I like your bike with the banana seat. I think it's, it's a multi sport bike. It's very nice. When you put those knobby tires on it, yeah. I think it's great. You put the pegs on the back so you can get take the, the, get with the it. Schwinn orange crate. 
Yeah, hot bike, man. <laughs> it looks very similar to what Pee Wee Herman had in yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> but it has the ultra spire lamp on it. That's the only difference. Yeah. Right next to the big lion on the handlebars. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> All right, next on the list. Next on the list is uh, David and Megan Roach. Um, it's it's really easy to let my bias show through on this one since I've done her being coached by David. But even without that, um, you know, the fact that, that they are also very giving to the ultra community and um, started a podcast, uh, I think it was actually late last year, but you know, they continue just to be really great ambassadors, jump on any podcast uh, when asked and um, just have that wonderful, upbeat personality that is is really endearing and, and such, a, you know, very supportive of the community as a whole. Now, when I was reading the article, you mentioned that that they're your coach. You, you get them to, to, to coach you. Um, and you talked about how not only do they make you a better runner, so you were learning some things about how to how to be a better runner but a better person what is it about david and megan as coaches that you know would would have you say something like they make me a better person what is it about their coaching style it it's really um it, it it's different than typical coaches I, I i think i've had three coaches and i i've had success um i i've i've learned a lot from all of them and, and I appreciate all of them. Um, with David, it's it's literally daily contact in the training log. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times, especially through the pandemic, we've all dealt with different things. Um, I'm at the point where I'm dealing with some parental stuff as, as parents age and that yeah. kind of thing. And it's just, you know, David has helped me, obviously, at, as the running goes and the physical part of it, but also just the mental outlook too. Um, no matter what I have to deal with, um, uh, you know, when my running shoes aren't on, um, you know, he's there, he's a support system for that. And I think also his approach approach to races and, you know, he has a, a quote he's used in different podcasts about, you know, shooting your shot. And if it doesn't work out, then, get them next time and you know that really helped me get through my my first uh, and hopefully only dnf earlier this year too so he cares more than more than just about your running more of it's, a whole person approach the whole person and it's um it, it yeah i mean coaches have a it, most coaches have that combination of you know having the uh, the, the training background knowledge and being a cheerleader or being a drill sergeant or, or being whatever. And, and he really, you know, takes that, uh, I think, to a, a very positive extreme where, um, you know, it's, it's just that motivation and inspiration like every day, um, you know, that I see in my training log. And I know that no matter what it is that I'm dealing with um, personal wise, I can, you know, type it out in my training log. Like, oh, the yeah, practice I can, happened today. I can see him looking at his training log. He's like, okay, today's run. Blah, 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 blah. Three <laughs> hours? What the? F- <laughs> right. right. Is, have they lost their mind? <laughs> <laughs> have you learned something having having David and Megan be your coach? Have you learned, like, 
with training? Is there some like workout or something that they have that's kind of like a way that it made you approach training differently and that you've seen great results from? You know, it's the consistency. Um, before coming to David, and, and just to clarify, David is just my coach. Megan yeah. has her own clients okay, too. Okay, gotcha, okay. Um, uh, but they do, you know, their their uh, business is, is combined between them. Um, but consistency and running consistently five days a week, a couple days of uh, cross-training, rest and recovery days, uh, where before it was, I was really on four days a week and uh, incorporating speed work um, into easy runs is something that that he's taught me, and it's definitely helped me as a master's athlete. I, I'm I'm no Jeff Browning, uh, <laughs> but um, it's definitely helped me uh, progress at, as a runner. Both both what he does from you know the uh, the numbers and the training plan itself, and just being being there as as a resource. All right, nice. Next up on the list, Henry. Next up is Jason Schlarb, another uh, athlete who came back from a serious injury. He had a freak skiing accident where he instantly knew that he had uh, messed up his knee, tore the ACL and meniscus. Oh, shoot. Uh, went through 18 months, multiple surgeries, long, long recovery time for an ACL. And he finished UTMB, and even before he uh, crossed the start line, he considered it a victory to get back there. And I thought that was just really refreshing. Refreshing, you know. Certainly, he wanted to perform well there, um, and he finished. And you know, he did it with a smile on his face and with his family by his side, and and understood that you know his victory was getting there, and it was 18 months of, of hard work to get there they got him the victory wow that's quite the story there and, and he has given a great gift to the ultra running world um he has the ultimate direction schlarb shorts which have like <laughs> like ten thousand pockets in them i believe you can actually put your pacer in your pocket and you can have them with you at all times now when you say pacer no, I don't mean the thing that you the old people put on their okay, heart. I mean, right, like, right, like, your, yeah. like your running pace. Right, you can put right. it in your pocket. You can even, like, put your, your – uh, your, it has even, like, little straps for your trekking poles on your shorts. You need schlarby shorts. Schlarb shorts. You need to schlarb. Say that three times that, quick. No, yeah. please don't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be impossible to say it three times fast. Sh- sh- no, you no, need no. the schlarb shorts in your life. I'll look into it. Okay, all right, Jeff. Get, we're gonna get, um, you know what? When's your birthday? I'm going to wear that with my 800-lumen headlamp. That's right. Yeah. When's your birthday? March. Okay, I'm getting you schlarb shorts for your birthday. All right. Okay, what size? Like medium? Yeah. Okay, all right, good. All right, so I know I'm going to get him Jeff for, for his birthday. All right, next on the list, Henry, we got two two left, and then we'll add the oh shits in there. <laughs> two to go. The penultimate one is Kaylee Vinson, mm-hmm. uh, another very active, very positive person on the socials. Um, her story is that she lost over 200 pounds uh, before becoming a runner, and now is uh running ultras and finished the moab 240 this year which is amazing so um yeah she's she's got a great story and and definitely inspirational 200 pounds the indiscipline it takes to make that sort of life change to achieve that is absolutely incredible that is that is wow wow (laughs) all right final 
on the list? The final one is Leah Yingling, mm-hmm. uh, top American female Western. And, you know, just to get her golden ticket, uh, I thought really showed a lot about her character. She missed out in one golden ticket race and came back to another one and, and, and got her West, got her uh, golden ticket to the Western. So, um, and, and again, another positive personality and um, can't wait to see what she does at Western again here in almost exactly six months. Coming right. up. It's a solid list altogether. I'm impressed. That was a good list, Henry. Yeah. No doubt. All no right, doubt but 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 you have regret. There are <laughs> two runners that you feel bad about leaving off your list. You may have emailed them and said, "Listen, I'm sorry." If it was 22 <laughs> people, you had been on it. But who are you? Who are you regretting not putting on that list? I, I should have done 22 for uh, the year 2022. Exactly. Right? I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. After after I put this out, I I instantly. Um, you know, thought or heard about two others, and I, I just said, you know what, they they absolutely should have been on. Not to take away from anything, anybody who is on the list. Um, the uh, the first one is Devin Yanko. Mm-hmm. She had an incredible year, um, uh, winning heavily in a hundred as well as other strong performances, and you know, and Havelina came after she uh, announced that she had. Um, lupus and so that was that was an amazing result and uh you know a very positive powerful voice in the community and and certainly um i i uh, probably should have had her on this list okay well she's on the extent on the on the uh, dvd commentary the extras uh (laughs) list and there's one more runner you wanted to add to the list and that would be Dakota Jones, mm-hmm. who had a, a great, another great comeback story, had a, a super run at Hard Rock this year. And, uh, you know, kind of like Zach Miller, uh, Dakota appears to be back as well, too. So with him and, um, you know, other top athletes like Zach and Adam Peterman and, and you know, some other rising stars, uh, 2023 is, is looking like a fun year. I agree. Henry Howard, runspirited.com. You can also sign up for his uh, weekly email newsletter that he'll send out, keeping you connected with the trail and ultra and just the running world in general. The 2022 most inspiring runners. Henry, thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing that with us. Good stuff. Thank you so much for having me, guys, and have a happy new year. You too, Henry. Are you inspired, Jeff? I am inspired. Are you inspired that I'm going to get you those Schlarby shorts? I, those, I really want those. For your birthday now. in I gotta, March. I'm, I got to see how much these things are, though. I'm going to have to look at them. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to really quickly go on to that website because I don't want to... If they're like $100 a pair... <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. No, I want to see what they look like. They, they look like shorts with lots of pockets in them, Jeff. That's what they look like. Yeah, but are they like cargo shorts? or? No, they're not like... They're like That's lots of pockets. Like, I mean, you know... Like, like cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. I'm gonna okay. I'm running the running peril thing. Oh no, we gotta go. Oh, there they are. Nope, those are the hydro shorts. Hydro. Where are the where are the? I don't. I, I you know what? I'm starting to. I don't think. I, they I don't exist. think they're called the Schlarby shorts. I think I made that up. 
Anyway, <laughs> they should have called them the Schlarby shorts. They're really missing out on it. Anyway, I'm going to get you the shorts. Yeah, all right. Pockets. We'll, we'll have to check that out. Thank everybody for listening to the Adventure Jogger. Thank you for listening for all of 2022. Uh, we're back next year with brand new episodes. AdventureJogger.com for back episodes, by the way, and gear as well. Happy New Year, everybody. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Yeah.